Well, God is good. He, uh, Joe was originally supposed to speak this morning, and there was a last-minute change, and I hadn't talked to Joe at all about what I was going to share today, but that's it. <laughs> so my, uh, what God's been placing on my heart is, is the word of God ruining your life? <laughs> and what I mean by that is, is the word of God really causing us to change? And um, so uh, in the context of this is, you know, we, Wes has been talking about maturity for weeks on weeks um, and all the itties, right? All the identity, humility, community, um, stability, all the itties. Um, so, um, so that's the context of, of what I'm going to share. And, and I also just want to preface this by I'm going to be talking a, a lot about the, just the word and letting it transform us and, and the Bible. Like these words right here, is this ruining your life? And I want to preface it by saying I'm not advocating for the worship of Scripture. I've seen that a lot in the church where they, they hold this in regard higher than God himself. And I'm not saying that at all this morning. He is worthy of our worship, and he has given us instructions on how to live our lives, right? As, the, uh, as you learn in Sunday school, Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth, right? B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> so, but it's true. There's never been a more clear analogy. Like, yep, basic instructions right here. And I'm going to be throwing my Bible around a lot today because I've just been inspired by Francis Chan, and he's always like, throws his Bible up, and he's like, is this ruining me? I love that. So we're just going to fling it around. So he does, right? He's always like, oh, these words. And I just, I'm so inspired by that. Um, I always joke around because I'm, I'm, I'm a man of few words. And I joke, so I'm like, I got to read the Amplified to stretch things out. So and this morning, I'm actually going to be teaching out of Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. Um, <laughs> yeah, verse by verse. We're going to do a verse by verse study. On Psalm 119. All right. So, all right. Verse 1. How blessed. Uh, just kidding. All right. Um, Lord, help me to speak, Lord, and uh, give me grace. I pray that the Holy Spirit would take the words out of my mouth and cause them to fall on, on ears that are open. In Jesus' name. So, so yeah. So, is the word... The Logos, right? There's the Logos Word of God and the Rhema Word of God. Logos is the, the written word, what we have here, right? Jesus became the Logos, the Word of God, and he became flesh. Um, and then the Rhema Word of God is God speaking to us for the here and now, for uh, situational circumstances and stuff. So I'm talking about the Logos, the is the Logos causing us to change? Is it challenging us to change our lives, to reorder our lives according to what it says? <coughs> and uh, as I was thinking about this, I'm just like, man, far be it from me that I don't think that the word of God needs to mess me up still. You know what I mean? Um, David says, and we'll get right into this, verse 20, 
He says, my soul is crushed with longing for your ordinances at all times. I'm, and I'm praying, that's my prayer. I'm like, Lord, crush me with longing for your ordinances, for what your word says, God. What is this challenging me to reorder my life according to what you say, no matter how hard the teaching is? And like what Joe said, the disciples were saying, man, I, after this hard teaching, all John, I've been in John 6, 7, 8, 9, last few days and he says some challenging things and a lot of people are like see you later but the disciples yeah they inquired they asked and they pressed on and said Jesus you have the, the words of life where else would I go um, and you know there's the the thought like people say well you know the Holy Spirit is supposed to transform us and we just need to read the Bible right and then he'll do the work like all I need to do is just read this get it in my mind and then the Holy Spirit will just, you know, he'll make me feel like obeying him, right? And there's truth in that, and there's, there's an aspect where we need to partner with the Holy Spirit to make the word come alive in our life, right? The Holy Spirit is at work within us when we read the word, when we read the Bible. The Holy Spirit takes those words, and by partnering with him and setting our gaze upon Jesus, he will transform us that process of sanctification. Um, in verse 4, David says, You have ordained your precepts that we should follow them with careful diligence. With careful diligence. He's not saying you have ordained your precepts that we should follow them when the Holy Spirit makes us feel like it. He says, with careful diligence. The Holy Spirit changes our hearts, and there is active participation to conform our lives to the principles of Christ as we gaze upon his beauty. You know, I, and, and it's funny, because I always find a way to put a plug in there for our Wednesday night sound doctrine groups, right? My, my group loves when I do that. But it's, real, it's really what these groups are about, is to active participation to conform our lives to the principles of Christ. And that's what we're doing all throughout um, our Wednesday nights. But, but we need to gaze upon his beauty. We need to become... You know, we become what we behold, what we worship, right? And it's, it's God, when we gaze upon him in worship and we read and we see what the scriptures say, it's like, God, you're worthy. What you've told me, how you've told me to live, I've got to change my life because this is what you've said. This is what you said I need to do. This is not, my life is not aligned with this. But you are worthy, God, so I'm going to change to reorder my step with careful diligence. <clears throat> we are to live according to truth and not by what we feel. You know, the Holy Spirit working in us will ingrain truth in our life, in our, in our uh in our philosophy, how we live our lives, the, the, how we uh, govern our lives, the Holy Spirit will imprint that. His law will be on our hearts, it says. He's going to write our, his law on our hearts, right? It's not going to be this led by the Holy Spirit in every decision I make, and there's going to be real maturities when it's, it becomes who we are, our very identity, right? And the Holy Spirit works with us to do that. But we need to look and with careful diligence see where we need to change our lives and do so. Um, 
Yeah, as we do so, it becomes a lifestyle and a habit, and it ultimately governs our lives because it's so in us. It becomes who we are, our, our identity, right? One of the itties, the identity. Um, and then humility, right? If maturity requires humility, we need to take an honest look at what our at, at our lives and to see if they reconcile with God's word. And here's the other itty, the community. Be transparent about it in community. In verse 5, David says, Oh, oh, that my ways may be established to observe and keep your statutes, obediently accepting them and honor honoring them. Then I will not be ashamed when I look with respect to all your commandments as my guide. Right? When he, when he establishes his ways and to, keep it, to keep the Lord's statutes, he won't look at the Bible and say, oh, shoot, I won't be ashamed. When I look at things that aren't aligning in my life, I won't be ashamed at it because may, may my ways be established to observe and keep your statutes, honoring them, honoring them as, as, as the very words of God that he's given us um, to order our lives. I'm already on page two. Is the word causing us to go to more mature believers than us? And do we even have those people in our lives? Relationship's key, right? And do we have those relationships we can go and inquire about scripture? Right? The the disciples, this is where they 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 were hearing Jesus teaching and it caused them to be like, Oh, what? My gosh. Like, and they went and they asked him questions. They said, God, why, how do I teach us to pray? I don't know how to pray. Teach us. Who can enter the kingdom? This message is hard. Who can enter the kingdom? They weren't ashamed to ask questions. Are we exposing the challenges of ordering our lives around scripture and every decision being guided by it? Right? How, how often are we going to those in our lives? And, and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, man, I... If, I, if I'm not reading the Bible and I'm seeing stuff that I need to change in my life, then that's a problem right there. But then when I am, am I going to my leaders and saying, man, this is hard. How, what do I need to do? What does this mean? What, how am I going to reorder my life? I'm being vulnerable and transparent with you about this. This is what the word says. I need to line up with this. Help, pray for me. You know, and it's it's a tough question. <laughs> this is this is tough. Have you ever, after listening to a message on a Sunday or after reading scripture or discussing a teaching, have you ever gone to a leader and said, this is hard, how can I live this out? When was the last time that happened in our lives, right? It's teaching, I'm talking to myself here. I, I can't remember the last time I did that. And there's been plenty of hard teachings over the last year, I know, here. Um, that are challenging, um, that we need to apply to our lives. And, and uh, when is the last time we've done that? Like, really looked at the word and said, man, I need to conform my life to this, but I need community to do it. You know? It's being transparent about that. Um, that, is, that is why community is so incredibly important to ordering our lives according to the faith, the didache, the sound doctrine. We cannot do that. We can't look at we can't look at scripture by ourselves, read it, 
say, oh, man, yeah, that, so that sounds a little hard right there, but let's skip to some verses that are easier. Okay, cool. I can do those on my, I can do those on my own, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll f I can do that one, but yeah, I don't really have community to help me out with that one, so yeah, I'll do, I'll just do that one, right? That's not, that's not how it goes. We need community to live this out, to help us live it out. Um, yeah, so that's the other itty, the itty, the itty. We have the community, the humility, identity. Um, we need all those things to really live this book out and his commandments. Um, and then is, is the word of God changing your thought life? This is the, the big one, right? We can, we can look like a pretty good Christian, right? The Pharisees looked like amazing Christians. They were following the law to the letter. Outwardly, they were 100% righteous, walking in the law, but their hearts were far, far, far from it, right? So is the word of God changing your thought life, your heart, your habits, and not just your outward expression, not just your outward behaviors. You know, it's pretty relatively um, easy, I would say. I'll speak from my own experience. To when you're in a community of believers, um, and there's not like rampant sin in the church to behave relatively well and not go out and sin and do all these things, right? That's that's not the hard part. The hard part's up here is letting the word of God permeate our thoughts, our heart, our actions, uh, in, in, in um, our thought, which will eventually um, come out expressed in our, in our actions, will, will be expressed in our actions. So, yeah, the Pharisees didn't outwardly sin, but they were far from God. They missed the entire point of the law, yet they obeyed every command, right, which was to love God and love people, and that starts up here. You can't just go through the motions. You can't even know the word of God, read it, because they knew it, right? They could recite it. They didn't have, they had scrolls, but they didn't have uh, everyone have a personal Bible of their own. They knew the scrolls. They knew the teachings. It was all in, the, in their, uh, they were able to recite them, but it was not, who they were did not become uh, habits in their life, and they totally missed the essence of it, which is where gazing upon the beauty of God comes in uh, to let to let it change them, and to, for the Holy Spirit to reveal that all this is teaching you to love God and to love other people, and they missed that totally. Um, Yeah, so there, there is still a law. In fact, it's the law of love, um, and it's the entire Old Testament law is summed up in those two commandments, right? Loving God, loving people. But it starts by what's, what's in our hearts and our minds. Are we letting this get in there and letting it change us? Are we changing our behavior to line up with, with that, to, lo to love God, to love people? Uh, maturity starts inwardly, right, and expresses itself outwardly. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't start with trying to behave a certain way. Maturity starts by getting the word of God inside me, changing my life according to it, 
which requires humility, brokenness, a acknowledgement of the worthiness of God or a fear of the Lord saying, man, I need to change my life according to this. And then it starts expressing itself outwardly. That's true maturity. It's not just knowing the scriptures. It's not just um, looking like a great Christian. It's letting the word of God permeate us and ordering our lives with careful diligence, like it says. So yeah, maturity does not start with behaving a certain way, um, but thinking a certain way. And that's how God has told us to think. Um, Verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping watch on himself, according to your word, conforming his life to your precepts, right? How can we keep our way pure? How can we keep our way in the way of righteousness, is what he's saying. By keeping watch on ourselves. Conforming our life. That's such a, it's such a a great, um, the way, the, the way David writes in Psalm 119 is there's about 150 whatever verses in there that says the same thing in different ways, basically. It's just, I need to conform my life to your precepts and to your ordinances, to your teachings. And then what are the rewards of that? Or back in verse 1 and 2, how blessed and favored by God are those who walk in the law, the law of love, right? We're not walking out the the 613 commandments anymore. We're walking out the law of love, which is all throughout the, the New Testament, Paul's writings, Jesus' teachings, how to love one another. The essence of the law is fil- it's fulfilled in those two things. And in verse 2, it says, Blessed are those who consistently seek, for, seek him and long for him with all their heart. <coughs> are we longing for God with all our heart? Are we longing to follow his precepts and his um, his word right here. This is are we am I longing to let this change my life? And it comes and it comes back to the preparing, maturing, preparing for the harvest, preparing for what God's gonna do. We cannot we I won't be ready for what God's gonna do until my life is conformed to this word. I just I won't be ready. I won't I I'm not going to be ready by knowing a bunch of scriptures and quoting whatever I, I read. Am I changing my life because it tells me to? Then I'll be ready, right? That was Jesus teaching to the, the, uh, the rich young ruler. Go and sell everything. Go and sell everything. Follow me. Conform your life to me. Conform your life to my teaching. And he, he said it was too hard. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's that's what God laid upon my heart this morning. Just uh, an encouragement to to spend time meditating and really getting the Word in you and challenging ourselves to change our lives and to um, really what I would love is. Um, it brought me great joy. We met with uh, a couple recently, and they had come to us, and they're like, 
and we, we see this verse, and it's, we don't get it. We don't get it. What is this saying right here? Come over, let's discuss this. And it was just incredible, because we got to we talk about it, and um, really come to some understanding around the teaching of, of Paul, and um, I just challenge each, each one of us to really um, be challenged by the word, and to involve the community, involve our leaders, people that are more mature than us, um, to speak to those things, to really uh, involve themselves in the challenge of conforming our life to this, because we just can't do it on our own. That's what I was saying a minute ago, is we need community to let this change our lives. Um, yeah, we can't do, it, can't do it by ourselves. So, so that's what I got. Like I said, man, a few words. Uh, but does anyone else have anything to add to that on those, on those uh, same topics, same spirit? All right. You got something? Yeah, please. share a past really just testify but this um, this is probably real for many of us but it's really real for me um, and I've shared some of this before but I think it bears repeating as we just continue to develop and grow as a community you know there's a lot of repeat up here but that's the Lord <laughs> right he he wants us hearing marking his word I'll, I'll say it for me. He wants me to hear and mark his word. You know, he wants me measuring this thing rightly so that I don't mismeasure it <laughs> and forsake it and go about my own way. Because that's human nature. That's the easy thing to do, right? The Apostle James says, hey, don't be a mere hearer, right? And delude yourself, Joseph. Don't just hear it, memorize it, recite it, pray it, preach it, put your feet in it, mark this thing, measure it. It's the word of God. And in Matthew 7, this has been a big piece of my own journey in growing into some maturity, right? And I ain't there yet, but I know I'm bending toward it. And I used to think that spiritual maturity was the guy or gal who had a bunch of anointing and everyone fell over on the front row, right? I used to believe that. And it's, it is funny, and I laugh at it too, but just hear this because it's, it's really real. And this is really where a lot of the charismatic church, right, we're being called into maturity out of, not out of, but we've mostly lived in 1 Corinthians 12, and God is heralding again Ephesians 4, Ephesians 5, Ephesians 6, right? The family, our marriages, our corporate life together as local churches. It's serious business. He's showing us what maturity really is. And, you know, even recently, um, I've turned some YouTube on at night and just kind of just looking through little few minutes here and there on different like sermons, 
just even people I don't know and listen to, never heard of, to just hear with all due respect how much Christian chatter there is in this hour of church history. There's so many different voices saying so many different things, and it's going to take maturity and hearing ear and knowing Scripture to really stand in the days ahead, right, and be one who is clear and sound and stable and unmoved by every wind of teaching and doctrine, right, not tossed to and fro, but I want to be stable, And this thing right here is called stability. The scripture, not not my prophetic guidance by the Lord. This is stability. This is, Jesus calls this my one sure foundation that will not be moved when the waves come, the wind comes, and the earth shakes. This won't move. And if you build your life on this, Joseph, you won't move. You'll be stable and you can be a voice in that hour to lead many out of confusion and the quandary of what's going on. And I thought God was like this because of a false gospel. And I thought this is all I needed to do to walk with the Lord. And it's all false. It's all a fallacy, right? It's smoke and mirrors. And God's doing away with it. But Matthew 7, verse 24 Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. That's profound. The same storm comes to both builders, those who act upon what's written and those who don't. And the storm reveals us for what we're really made of. It's profound. So the, it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. But again, just, just recapturing and just thinking through this, I can just thank God so much for the way we're creating community, just looking at the Word of God, saying this is how they did it, and that church stood, that first century church stood firm, right? They became examples of Christ and His kingdom. So anyway, I just wanted to share that, because again, the charismatic world, I used to say, oh wow, he or she's anointed, Look at all those people on the floor. Or, wow, that's intense, loud. Look at that prophetic word. That's intense. Just 100 people just got prophesied over. And that's good. We're not doing away with these things. But I used to think that was the end game. And that once I'm there, then I got something. And the Lord says, no, until you can hear the letters on the page and let me write them on your heart, like Pastor Tom's teaching this morning, Until this is the way you're measuring this, my word. Until you're responding to this, whether you feel to do so or not, right? That's maturity. So, amen. Yeah, yeah, I just want to reemphasize that, like, the, we can look uh, a certain way to the world, right, and 
a lot of times that looks mature because they they got the microphone and they got the 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 gifts and everything but um what I was trying to emphasize is if you know if we go home and live our lives and we're battling thoughts in our mind of judgments and uh pride and complaining and all that stuff that's that's what that's what I'm after right there is the let the word of God change those things in my in my mind. That's what I meant by the the battles in in my mind, right? Letting the word of God change how I think, how I compute things, how I how I make decisions, how when I look at um, uh, another person, whether it's an unbeliever or not, it's I have the thoughts of God towards that person, and 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 that's what He's after. He's not after um, being able to recite scripture or gifts or um, or anything like that. It's you know, it's applying the word of God to our lives, and that's really what we're after on Wednesday nights too. Is just like discussing those scriptures and saying, "Man, this is this is tough." I know the right answer. I know the right answer. That's not a problem. But man, is it hard to apply to my life? How am I going to apply this stuff to my life? Because it teaches me to do something, and I can say what the right thing is. But am I changing? Am I carefully uh, ordering my life, like David says in Psalm 119, and conforming my life to those precepts, those to those teachings? So that's that's the heart of it. That's the heart of the matter is uh, changing our inward self and really just being transparent and vulnerable about about what it teaches. And we just can't any longer say, "Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I read it. Check. Got it. I know what the right answer is." We have to be vulnerable with one another in community and say hey man the bible teaches this this is hard and i need help and accountability to live this out so let's do it so that's it awesome so father i thank you for today god i thank you for uh your word that it is so good and pure um it is good for us and can change our lives lord and and makes us more like you, God. So I pray that you, um, through the Holy Spirit, God, just um, take these words um, in your word, Lord, in the Bible. Take the words, write them on our hearts, God. And because of the fear of the Lord, because of your majesty and your worthiness, we choose to reorder our steps around your teaching, God, because... Uh, we honor you and we love you. We honor your words, your commandments, God. We honor you, Jesus. So we we take this step, God, to to start to take it seriously, to reorder and conform our lives to the teaching, God, to the Didache. And we know that you can do it. There's grace for it, God. You gave your Holy Spirit to make it happen. It's nothing to 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 strive um, laboriously. Uh, unhealthily for God. It's you've given your spirit to help us walk this out, God. So we partner with the spirit and we decide um, to obey you because we love you, God, as your word says. Those that love you will obey you, God. So we, we choose out of reverence and in awe of your worthiness to obey you and your teaching in Jesus' name. Amen.